What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Culture FC, the weekly soccer show that's really not all that much about soccer. We cover lifestyle, fashion, music, politics, all the things that make soccer the beautiful game, but just none of the stuff happening really on the pitch. My name is Louie, and I am joined here with my two amazing co-hosts, Alan and Brendan. And this week, we dove into the International Champions Cup, as well as uh, preseason friendlies that go on in the United States. So every summer, you have these big European giants who come to the States and participate in not only friendlies, but also in something called the International Champions Cup, which is just an, organi an organized friendly tournament between some of the world's best teams. It allows uh, fans of European soccer and just fans of soccer in general in the United States to get to see some of their favorite teams. And it, it's just a way to get to see clubs that you don't really have access to aside from a television. We talked about what we think its impact is on American soccer culture, uh, what its impact is on the MLS, and how they could potentially better the ICC. If you enjoy this podcast, we would really, really appreciate a five-star review on any of your favorite podcast apps, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It helps us rank higher. It helps us reach more people. And it just means the absolute world to us if you could do that. On that note, you can find us on Spotify. As of last week, we are officially on Spotify. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts. Honestly, you can find us pretty much anywhere. And you could even follow our YouTube channel, where we post the video version of this podcast as well as a top 10 show that we do every week. And soon we will be rolling out more, more content. So hit that subscribe button on YouTube. You can follow our Instagram at culturef.c. We post behind the scenes footage, pictures, stuff that you don't necessarily get to see or hear in the weekly show. Uh, so give us a follow there. I think that's enough for this week of me asking you to do stuff. Let's jump into this episode. You guys enjoy. Alrighty, dudes. First piece of news for the week. Our Swedish king is back Ooh. in action in the tabloids. Not really tabloids, but in the news. Claiming that he could play with the great LeBron James without a problem. Flipping from soccer, now he's he's reaching out his brand yeah. into basketball. And he said that the two move in similar fashion. Quoted saying, they move like small <laughs> ninjas. Um, I mean... I don't know. It seems very, very much on brand for Ibrahimovic to say things like that. I'd almost think that if he didn't say something about LeBron James, now that both of them are now you know living in L.A. and playing in L.A., then something would be wrong with Ibrahimovic if he weren't making outlandish claims like this again. You know, um, like if if he made some mediocre comment or whatever, then you'd be like, all right, someone needs to check his head. Like he needs to like where's the crazy ass like comments? You know. I feel like he leveled up though. Like in terms of <laughs> like being confident, like he just leveled up and moved to basketball. He's yeah. like, yeah, you know, soccer's here. But to be completely honest and not disrespecting the sport of basketball, but he probably could. How tall is he? Like six, six four, four, six five. Yeah. To me, basketball is like if you're tall enough, you probably get decently far. He's already an athlete. Fuck and it. like if you're if you're tall, <laughs> that's enough. no disrespect to people that play basketball, but the, that's just my my view on it. That's true. And like, like even saying too, like soccer players, dude. Like if you can jump, like there are some dudes who can just jump mad high yeah and like i remember my older brother used to watch like how to jump like a <laughs> soccer player like vhs tapes like it was hilarious was that, that a series of dude VHS there were definitely like exercises that? that you can do i guess to to improve your jumping 
I might have to watch some YouTube videos on how, how to, to jump like a soccer player. How to jump higher. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I think it's kind of great. Like, it makes sense to me. Like, you have LeBron James, who's, like, the best NBA player. And then you have, you know, Ibrahimovic, who's the probably top three best MLS players. Like, a lot of people thought he wasn't going to produce when he came, but... Yeah, he pops up as like he's been. Uh, I follow a lot of the MLS teams, and he just pops up like every every after every weekend. It's like Abraham Ritz scores another goal. Yeah. It's like all right, man. Like even last night, he didn't score, but he provided. Yeah, like two assists. He's been playing well. He's a provider. Yeah, um, but moving on, I think I'm gonna roll into a topic that kind of is more closely related to the ICC topic that we're gonna be covering today. In coordination with that, starting up here in the U.S. Um, the ICC actually started a House of Soccer, which is kind of like a little playground that brings together culture, music. They've had like two chains. Although Beckham was there for the unveiling, I mean, a whole host of kind of notable superstars and from different sports worlds. And um, I, I kind of thought of it as the physical representation of what Culture FC is. That's how I, I likened it to. Um, oh. But yeah, kind of trying to trying to bring the things that we bring into the podcast into a physical location. Um, so I thought that that was just kind of interesting. That's pretty awesome that they're doing that. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, that does kind of really bring in all the things that we always kind of talk about, like bringing music, bringing culture, popular culture into the sport. So that's really awesome that they're doing that. Yeah, I think yeah, like uh, Maldini was there, Mon Shumpert, um, Tiana Taylor, um, Victor Cruz, so they were bringing people from all over, all not not just soccer, which is cool to see. And they were getting involved, playing games. You see, um, Victor Cruz wearing like soccer jerseys that were like kind of customly fitted for the event. So it's just kind of nice to see. Um, and so damn. I saw a video of Odell Beckham playing soccer with. Was that there? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Sweet. So, so that they were. Um, That's mad cool, dude. I'm looking at the event like on the 27th. Two changes performing, yeah. and then there's like FC Bayern Legends game, and then sunset match featuring local creators, influencers, and soccer lovers. Like that's yeah. just that's mad cool. And where where is it? It's in L.A. I think. Oh, uh, nice. just okay. Miami. No, there, so there is one in L.A. Oh, there I might be one, there, one in Miami. There, there might be the one in Miami. Time. Yeah. Um. So it looks like they're going to kind of all the destinations where the ICC is going to be playing. Oh, it's today, um, July twenty seventh. Nice in Miami. Yeah, the Miami one. The L.A. one already opened. Yeah. Um. I think that opened on the 20th or the 21st, something like that. So they're kind of spreading it out, which is even cooler. It's not just one location. It's kind of spread out throughout the U.S. Yeah, yeah. No, that's actually really awesome because, I mean, if you think about it, like where are some of the spots that most, like, celebrities and people kind of go to? You basically have L.A., Miami, New York. Yeah. And New York's always had a couple of random little, like, soccer events here and there and stuff. But it's really cool that they're, like, you know, in the summer, you have a lot of people kind of hanging around. Football hasn't started yet. Their training camp has been, like, not yet started or whatever. So it's really awesome to see, like, Odell Beckham getting involved and, like, Victor Cruz and stuff. Like, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Plus, it's just awesome right like bring in the people that everyone in america already kind of knows like odell beckham's probably one of the most recognizable nfl stars yeah. on the planet and so bringing him involving him with soccer within the u.s is phenomenal yeah absolutely uh, but we'll put a we'll put a hold on that topic just because i do want to follow that up when we start talking about the icc itself but i'm um, kind of rounding off our last topic of news here uh for something a little bit funny um Neil Patrick Harris, the oh. actor who plays uh, Barney awesome. in How I Met Your Mother, and also it does a million of other things. Yeah. Uh, the Heineken commercial guy, too. Oh, true. He's been in the Heineken yeah. commercial. You know, I thought for the longest time, too, that he was in Malcolm in the Middle. I could so see that mistake. Basically, he, him and his son, 
uh, one of his sons, sat in the stands at the MetLife Arena, draped completely in Manchester City kits, everything. They're there to support <laughs> Man City as they were playing uh, in the ICC. And he posts on Instagram and then says, go Manchester United. <laughs> yeah. And yep. you know what? Everyone's been saying this online like wow i can't believe he made this awful mistake but i'd like to put it out there that i didn't i don't think he made a mistake and <laughs> thank you neil patrick harris for saying go manchester united yeah um i don't want to like as a manchester united fan like say that whatever but it just goes to show that manchester united's global reach is so big that even it, when you're at a manchester city game you have no idea who they are so regardless of what they've done recently <laughs> fuck them this is that is exactly <laughs> what I was trying to say. Yeah, thank you. That was spot on. I have nothing more to add. Just perfect celebrity mode. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, <laughs> well, we have tickets to this soccer game, kids. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go to the soccer game. <laughs> Wear all this and say the wrong team name. But yeah. hey, you know, got both teams a little bit more publicity. <laughs> yeah. Publicity. So my question is, like, is that really a problem now, though? Like, the way I see it is if you – if soccer is getting to the point now in the U.S. where you have – like, I don't know Neil Patrick Harris, like, in his, like, sports uh, traditions or affinities or whatever. But if you're now getting to a point where, you know, just, like, celebrities think it's really cool to take their kid and, like, go to a soccer game versus, like, he could have taken them to a baseball game. He could have yeah. taken him to a millions of other things. But – I think it's kind of cool. Basically, what I'm trying to ask like, is there a problem in this? Like, I think that I think this requires us to get into the episode a little bit more, just because I think that there are a lot of things that I can say before getting into it. Yes, it is really cool to see the sport where it is right now, um, but but there is a lot that kind of goes. There are different angles you could you could look at it from um, and right, so different lenses. So I, I kind of wanted to dive into the episode yeah. and kind of introduce it and, and maybe. Um, circle back sure well let's put a pause on that too and we'll circle yeah. back around um so basically today we are going to be discussing the international champions cup um it's essentially a series of friendlies being played by some of europe's biggest clubs or actually the world's biggest clubs um inside of the united states uh and it's been going on officially as the international uh champions cup for probably i want to say four years yeah something like that because they used to always, it, you'd always have random clubs come to the U.S. to, because there are a lot of fans of these European uh, teams in the United States. Right. Um, you've always had clubs kind of coming and going to the U.S. during preseason. Like for example, about s five or six years ago, I actually went to a Manchester United game at Gillette Stadium. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. It was actually very, very full. I think there was probably like fifty thousand fans. Um, there was a lot of people there, and so a lot of other clubs did this periodically every summer. Um. And then I guess uh, someone in the United States got together and said, all right, let's create an actual competition and kind of brand it and start to really uh, push it forward and call it the International Champions Cup. Um, and so, you know, like I said, it's entering on. I think it's fourth year. Don't quote me on that part. But um, basically, it's been really cool. Like Manchester United's in, yeah. in, in the United States. We experienced States. it last summer, right? We went to the PSG Juventus game, which is down in Miami as well. Um, cool environment. It was definitely... An experience you don't normally get to see these these teams and the players um, play regularly, so it was it was definitely interesting, and it's it, it's cool, it's cool because the U.S. now in the summer kind of becomes this playground for foreign soccer teams, and just as an over like a quick question for you guys, do you like having the ICC here in the U.S.? Look, before getting into too many details, I just wanted to kind of get feedback, um, and we can kind of build off of there just your responses. Um, do I like having it? I think. 
Have you gone to a game? No, I've never okay. gone to a game. So, so you've seen I, it mostly TV. If that, even. yeah, okay. honestly, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched a, a game yet. Yeah. yeah, only highlights, but. Um, but you've paid attention though. No, you, I paid attention seen to highlights, it, yeah. and you I've seen highlights, and I know who's winning and stuff like right. that. So, like, I guess I'm definitely connected a little bit. But I feel as if sometimes. I, I don't know. I feel like my our team, my teams aren't playing their absolute fantastic okay. lineups, okay. and they're not playing because I feel like it's just like you said, like a playground. Cool. It's like a preseason playground. Like yeah. why? But I get it. Why would you want to play your best players right. in a preseason yeah. tournament? Well, I, I think that the World Cup has a big, a lot to do with true. that. That's um, also true. I mean, United, Manchester United's first game in the, uh, not, it wasn't even part of the ICC, but their first friendly here in the U.S. It literally, it was like a bunch of U18 players and yeah. like two first teamers who don't yeah. necessarily start every yeah. week in and week out. So yeah. I think the World Cup this year has a lot to do with that. But for example, when we were down in Miami last year for the Juve PSG game, majority of their starters did play. Um, yeah. uh, either first half or second half. Maybe they didn't go all out, but majority of the stars were there. Um, and so I, I think that the question of do I like it or not, it really has to be, it has to kind of be divided between like, if I'm a fan of European soccer, I think it's cool. I get the, I've never, uh, you know, when I was younger, I didn't have a chance to actually go to Manchester to see Manchester United right. play. Right. And so, I mean, maybe today I'm a little bit older, you know, I could probably buy myself a ticket, go to Manchester and True. do that. But, uh, having Manchester United play, you know, half an hour from my house, was pretty awesome, uh, regardless of who they played. Uh, you know what I mean? It was just really cool. I went to actually there was a we got soccer as a store right outside of Gillette, um, uh, that literally is like a soccer specific store, and and they had a, a bunch of players come in and do like a little bit of interview, and I went there and like cool. waited for That's like titty, it was the dude. day before the game yeah. or whatever. So like it was awesome as a uh, fan of European soccer, but then I think um, it's hard, right? Because it's that thing. It's like they're not actually going all out. Um, so it's more of like a novelty kind of thing. Yeah, but what are yeah. your thoughts? Do you like so it? The, I, I'm like glad it? that you guys both brought up points. I was hoping that to extract these exact words out of you guys. And I think B brought up a good point initially of kind of, it does seem sometimes like it is kind of laissez-faire from the European teams. They're kind of just yeah. coming here, warming up, um, getting their feet back, right? A lot, even if it were the World Cup, but you know, even if they're playing a half, we could tell even when we were down in Miami, they weren't playing full speed, um, and if you're kind of accustomed to seeing them play full speed um, on TV, I mean, it, it was exciting. I'm not going to say it wasn't exciting, but you can tell it's not their full potential, right? But then you bring up another point of looking at it from two different lenses, from a, a from a, an American soccer um, lens and then from a European soccer. As a European soccer fan, yes, I love just the, to, uh, the opportunity. When Liverpool comes down here and plays the game versus Roma, they practice, I think, somewhere around Harvard or somewhere where you always see people go there, they meet the players, experiences that they would never be able to experience because maybe they can't go to Liverpool if it's just not financially feasible, whatever it may be. Um, so from that perspective, it's awesome. But when I look at it, and we, th we always talk about growing the sport here in the U.S. in terms of... Um, kind of giving respect to American soccer, to me it seems like it, it becomes a little disrespectful to use the U.S. as its quote-unquote playground and having the U.S. kind of and, and kind of playing these friendlies against teams that are in mid-season, in, in my mind. And yeah. not to mention, like, you have all of the focus from, like, let's, let's take the American soccer focus, right? You have 
so many people now loving the game in the United States, but all of a sudden you're completely washing over the fact that the MLS is in the middle of a season. Right. You know what I right. mean? Right. Like, completely. So, so for me, I'm like, yeah, as a European soccer fan, yeah, I want to see Manchester United playing and warming up. But then, as just a, a, a fan of the sport here in the U.S. and wanting to see it grow, I'm like, well, this is kind of this isn't necessarily. I don't think benefiting anyone. In It'd the, be in beneficial the if they played MLS teams. Well, they well, do they play some friendlies before the ICC, like um, United just played San Jose. Yeah, right? but then San Jose fields a team. Um, it almost like it was like they didn't care. They the, first of That's all, they true. didn't fill out the stadium. They didn't care. They played a second a second rate team in the beginning. Second half, they brought out some of the bigger stars. United wasn't playing a really strong lineup, so it becomes that. Who really cares in, in in playing these games, right? Everyone is trying to get match fitness. MLS teams are should be match fit already because they're in the middle of their season. Mm-hmm. But again, it's one of those things like it's not perfect timing for MLS teams because they have big games coming up where they can't play these big guys in case something happens to them. So to me, it's it becomes a little bit a hindrance to the sport here. Definitely. Uh, and so the, the part that's interesting is that, you know, uh, Wednesday, there were several ICC games. You know, uh, Man City was playing, Liverpool played, United, Manchester United played. Um, and last night, you actually had two MLS games mid- midweek, you know. Um, you had New York City playing Orlando, and then you had LA playing LAFC. You had the Galaxy playing LAFC. LA Galaxy and LAFC, that should be watched by a lot of people yeah. all the time. Like, it should be a focus yeah. of MLS, right? Especially given their first match. Given ever, their first right. match. It ended up being an, uh, an LA Galaxy win after they came back last night. Not to really talk about scores. I know that's not our thing. But, yeah, you know, know. Uh, LAFC came up winning 2-0 at half, and yeah. then the Galaxy equalized at the last couple minutes. So, in other words, I'm not saying that to tell you the score. I'm telling you this because of how exciting the game was. I bartend, so yeah. happily I had the... Uh, game on the TV, so I was watching that as I was working. So I did get to pay attention, Mm -hmm. right? But I feel like, you know, we... And to go back to the the part about the earthquakes, right? So I... I, On one of these MLS groups that I follow, uh, that I'm in with, like, all these uh, other MLS news topics or whatever, uh, one of the San Jose Earthquake fans posted, they're saying that, like, wow, this Manchester United game is a lose-lose for us. Uh, If we... Because I guess they are bottom of the MLS in rankings right now, San Jose Earthquakes. Um... A lot of their fans want the head coach out because he's not playing the players that they want to be playing. Yeah. Clearly, he's not doing too well if they're in last. Wow, yeah. um, and so what What the guy who said was, this is a lose-lose for us. A, we're not playing in our own stadium. We're not playing at Avaya, which is a soccer-specific stadium that they built in San Jose. Yeah. Instead, they were playing at the Levi Stadium, which is uh, this, the San Francisco 49ers stadium. And that stadium was empty. Yeah, it was a ghost town. It was an absolute ghost town. Yeah. We commented on it. We were texting each other uh, during it, and we were like, wow, this is actually absurd that there's yeah. literally only, like, however many people there were because they could have fit that many people out of Aya, you know right. what I mean, which would have given uh, San Jose Earthquakes a little bit better because at least they're ho- actually home, and they feel yeah, like they're awful. in their own environment. Yeah. Um, and then they're also like, well, if we tie or win, then it gives the coach a reason to use it as a backdrop of, like, oh, like, yes, we're shitty in the MLS, but we tied Manchester United, right. despite the fact that you could look at it and go, well, but they're playing 18-year-olds right, or whatever. right. Um, but then if they like, you know what I mean? It just, it wasn't a win-win for San Jose at all to have United come in to do a preseason. Um, especially because there are, they're in the middle of a season. They have their own stuff to be worrying about. They have a a coach that they don't, a lot of the fans don't like. They are in the bottom of the Western conference rankings and it's just like, yeah, okay, cool. Great. We'll play Manchester United. Uh, it'll throw off our whole schedule, but then we have to go back and try and actually not suck. Yeah. Um, I often like to think of it as like, 
you want to look at some of the most su- successful leagues in the world, right? And would the EPL or um, La Liga ever allow a mid-season friendlies happening during their season? They haven't allowed those to happen in like, I don't know, 40 years? Right. Like, I remember so it used to be an occurrence. As, as a fan of the MLS, like... as, as a fan of the MLS, if I... If I really wanted this, I wouldn't want a team to come here, and I don't want to keep saying this, but disrespecting. I, I see it, honestly, I see it as, as, as really disrespectful to come here and use the U.S.'s facilities and all these things, and I know you want to grow the sport, and we can get into that discussion of, yes, it does bring attention to the sport here, but to me, it, as an MLS organization, I, I don't think it's it's the right move in, in any circumstance. Well, let's pose the question. Yes, like you said, clearly it's bringing plenty of attention to soccer in America, right? You have... Uh, clubs essentially in all these big cities bringing star power you know they're doing the the when they did the um the house of soccer they brought a lot of attention to it but is it bringing attention in the right way right um so do you think it's bringing attention in the right way in no the way, way that it is no not even a little bit i feel like it's just more of a, more or less a money grab like way more just like yo we need more money like it's bringing just the wrong kind of attention i think it's not yeah. what I want to see. It depends. Uh, I actually think like this initiative, the House of Soccer, is an amazing initiative because it it touches on all of the things that we think make the sport so great. It brings that here into the U.S. and let enjoy, lets people kind of enjoy that experience that people do abroad um, here on home soil. But in term in terms of the actual footballing and what it means for a diehard fan to have to go watch. San Jose play a shitty game against Manchester United. It doesn't really do anything for the diehard fans, right? It does kind of, but for those people, I would suggest that they already understand the culture of the sport. I think in terms of um, bringing in new people, I'm, I'm going to keep using the example of the San Jose because that game was sh- terrible. It doesn't bring any new fans into a game because it was so bad. Yeah, wouldn't you just think it's like, oh well, this, this team just sucks. this I'm fits watch this Manchester fits the United exact United. model that I as a soccer hater, if I were a soccer hater, that game fits the exact model of what I would think soccer is so is it helping is it helping it from that perspective eh, not really i mean sometimes you get games the the Manchester united real madrid game where the, it was in michigan um and they filled out that stadium hundred something thousand people i think 000. um yeah those those games but again it, uh, that's not an mls teams but 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 i almost respect those a little bit more because they are just the european teams they're kind of here just to to play against other European teams, not necessarily the MLS. There's nothing really ha- bad happening there, but it, it brings more exposure to the sport in that way. So, so for that, I, I, I to answer your question more um, concisely, I do think that if the ICC, which the, which the ICC is just the f- the foreign based teams, right? It, it's not any MLS. I no. think the I no so, MLS yeah. team is actually a no. part of the ICC. Those no. are. Um, those are kind of the friendlies before the friendlies right, of the ICC. But they're always attached because, like you said, yeah. they, they, every all of these clubs do play each other right. um, before or after the right. ICC because they're already here. And the right. MLS so they, so the M- these teams from Europe come out here, play the MLS teams as the preseason to the preseason, um, and then get into their kind of ICC tournament where they get a little bit more um, ingrained in the season. I think the actual ICC, and if it were just the foreign teams playing out here, is, is, a, is a good initiative. I think that it, it brings all the things that we want it to, and especially if we see them bringing in this House of Soccer and other initiatives like that to try to kind of bring soccer culture as a whole and be, make it more present in the U.S., I think it's really good. Um, I have the problem once we start letting MLS teams become involved with that. And so my question to you is, is having, if it were only, like if we were to isolate this topic only to the ICC, right, with only the European teams, um, 
does that actually help say the attention given to the MLS grow um, by itself? Because some people will argue that, uh, especially in like a World Cup year where everyone's been on soccer fever since you right. know June, um, they think that okay, so because everyone's talking about soccer, if we're the MLS, we might actually just get uh, some like uh, like what is it like flow over or like. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, like if it bubbles over, yeah. it just kind of like people just can't the spill get it. it. The spillage will come. Yeah, yeah. spillage. Like people want so much soccer, yeah, soccer that they bug. just all of a sudden start following the MLS. Yeah. Some people argue that that is the case, right? Yeah. Because you're like you're talking about soccer a lot more often. You're you're thinking about it all the time. Sometimes it, what they're hoping is that it'll just kind of spill over and you'll just it'll spill over and you'll just like start to watch MLS games. Yeah. Do you think that's the case, or do you think that there's uh, something they could do? Not to necessarily. Make it I think that wh why do teams go abroad to um, to have preseason. In my mind, it is because they want to, not because they want to get fitter, because if they wanted to get fitter, they would just have preseason in their own countries. Right. They go abroad because they want to increase their brand. They want to increase their team's names. And that may increase the sports name, but Manchester United isn't coming here to the U.S., the biggest market in the world, maybe behind China, because they want to play soccer. I mean, they can do that. <laughs> In, in Manchester, they can do that across Europe where traveling is shorter. There's less expenses getting from one place to another to play games, et cetera, et cetera. They're here because they want to grow Manchester United's brand name. And, and you can see it with any almost anywhere that they go. They're not going to um, some place in Africa to play soccer because the market there isn't that it isn't big enough. Right. So to me, it's it could. But the residual effect is that more people start to follow that sport that team from abroad and not yeah. mls that's what that's I'm my about. that's my initial idea yeah on. like because of san jose right like, it's like wow this team like why would i want to watch this shit right. team when like ooh, this man just like for just a first timer like oh hey this team beat right. this other team who's in that like it's just interesting but either way um but even when you're thinking of just following the hype right like if i watch that Manchester united real madrid game with that many people i'm like damn these two teams get a lot of love right true and that might make me then follow them a little bit more. But I'm not like, okay, Manchester United, okay. And then how do I connect the dot to Manchester United to the New England Revolution? To me, it, I, I don't see it. I right. Mean, and so that is where the preseason friendlies come in with the MLS. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Which is back to where we are. But the problem with that is that we already discussed what's wrong with that. So the question becomes, like, how do you actually make this – be more beneficial a lot of people are probably arguing like you know this is bringing a lot of hype to the sport in general so i'm sure that there is some uh spillover into the mls and the attention given to the mls um but it's like is there a solution to kind of bridging this gap between how do you grow the sport from all of these international clubs perspectives but also grow the sport domestically through mls games um one idea would be if they you know, I know it's a World Cup year, so they probably couldn't have done it this year because they already take a break for the World Cup. But what if they took a break similar to when they have the World Cup um, and take like a two or three week break for, from the MLS and some of the biggest clubs in the MLS kind of schedule friendlies with these teams and get involved in the ICC? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, is that a good idea or do you think uh, I would say either do that or even vice versa, like send some of the MLS teams out to play in Europe? Just to exp I mean, granted, I'm sure it would get a lot of flack from more English-sided fans, just because they don't really love MLS or anything like that. But just for us, it would kind of be, I think, even just for like normal soccer fans, it'd be more interesting to see like how would we fare over there. I think that's an awesome idea, actually, because it would connect the 
like the biggest league in the world. I almost mean, the like a, it's almost like a foreign exchange. Student yeah. Program. Like here, you it's like we'll go your way one way one year and then you'll come back to us. Yeah. That's a cool idea because it'll plus it'll allow American um, viewers the possibility to maybe see what European fan man, fans are even for preseason. True. Yeah. Right? Cause there, I mean, you look anywhere abroad, you, you go to a preseason. I mean, look, think of like Barcelona an unveiling a new player. They fill out the stadium. The stadium. <laughs> Neymar so imagine, the stadium right. Imagine, imagine when they play a friendly, when all the, all the teams. So, right. It show, it kind of, it, it, it brings America into the culture a little bit more. Um, that, that's a cool idea. Another idea is it, honestly, no one's ever going to care if, it, if it's not competitive. And I know that it is a preseason, but if True. there were some fiscal, maybe some financial reason <laughs> for the team to perform well for the MLS to be like, Hey, um, you win ICC or you, you win these friendlies against these European teams. Maybe everyone gets a bonus of X amount and, and, and maybe their monetary reasons are always going to incentivize people to do things. So that's another reason. Of course, you don't want to see the sport necessarily just be driven by financial reasons, but it is their jobs. And, it, and if it increases the level of play and, um, it's more about the incentive than it is about the cash. Right. Right. And just ha- making it, making it be more competitive of, of a tournament and, or make the experience of these teams coming from abroad and playing MLS teams be more of a competitive uh, event overall. I think that that would increase it. I don't know if my solution is the best way, but finding some some way to make it more competitive for sure. Right, because I think right now we th- this exists in like almost two lanes where it's like, yes, you have these European teams in America, but they're clearly separated from the rest of the game in the United States. Because right now you have all the people who are diehard MLS supporters and then you have the people, the vast majority, in my opinion, who love soccer, live in America, they support other teams, which there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? We've all, we all supported other teams because we've been supporting soccer for a very, for a long time. And for the longest time, MLS was not very good. Right. Um, so I understand that. But right now, it's almost as if these two things exist in two worlds. I think that whatever solution, if there is a solution, would involve bringing both of these worlds into one. Yeah. Um, I think another interesting point uh, on the point you made is, it would also be really cool for MLS players who had never gotten to play abroad and to experience, you know, their locker rooms or their or the other team staff. Like, imagine this, right? You take, you take the Revs, and you know, Bob Kraft is actually, I, I, from what I hear, good friends with the dude who owns uh, Roma, right? And they're both Boston uh, business bu- businessmen. Imagine he takes the Revs. They play uh, a couple games in Italy, right? They play Roma. They're in Roma, and then they'll play. I don't know. They find a. They play Milan. But all of a sudden, these Revs players who have, have only been accustomed to, you know, the training staff and the training rooms and the, and the clubhouse at, in Foxborough at Gillette. Um, but now they have the chance to experience what it's like to play in Roma, even if it's in the middle of summer, right, like whatever. Right. You Imagine get to now that. experience the atmosphere. You get to experience what their uh, backroom staff is like, what their training facilities are like, what they have prepared. That's going to maybe help the coaches for the Revs. Like, pretend Brad yeah. Friedel went. I'm sure I mean, Brad Friedel has a lot of experience in True. Europe, but some of the coaches in the MLS don't, right? Right. So I think it would be it would be eye-opening if that were yeah. the case. Almost like light I think a fire that, under yeah, the Yeah, light too, to fire. Like. I think it allows MLS teams to play up to competition, whereas a lot of the preseason right now, it seems like European teams are playing down to competition. Mm-hmm. Really that, down. Right. So And, and that's... Um, that's no disrespect to the MLS, but it just from from watching the games, it it's not, it doesn't seem like. I mean, it almost seems like it could be semi pro sometimes with just like the. It's just not consistent because it is preseason, right? But I think if if American players and MLS teams got to experience a little bit more abroad, see those facilities, kind of have that gaze over their eyes of wow, this is what it's like to be in Real Madrid's stadium. Let's yeah. go out on the pitch and let's perform. Let's let's. I mean, you just get that feeling, right? Right. So I, I do think that that's a, that's a pretty cool idea. 
even when you would as a kid play in like these big venues or yeah, like right. I, I played Harvard Stadium one time it's right. like there's just this awe-inspiring moment it's like yeah. damn like this is great right and even if it even if it's like a camp True. I've done camps at uh with the New England Revolution where it's like I'm just playing a little five-a-side game here but I'm in the stadium it's, yeah. it's a totally different experience from playing on a just a grass soccer field right and I, that's how I kind of translate it to that as being um these revolution guys go to abroad and go to somewhere abroad and experience that it would be really cool um to see how they performed under that no oh, I think that's a really cool idea plus not to mention you you'd be able to backroom staff like you know the 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 higher ups would be able to kind of meet each other and start to form connections, right? Like what, you know, what if all of a sudden let's pretend like Roma and the revs got into a good agreement and all of a sudden they can kind of trade players back and forth with each other. Cause they have that. I'm not saying they have like a unspoken agreement, but if you know someone personally, it probably makes business a little bit easier. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that's very interesting, but moving back to the ICC, um, cause right now I don't think there's necessarily a final, like they call it the international champions cup and they just kind of like award the cup based on like how many wins. Yeah, or whatever. That's no, what I, I think that at. there's a there's a playoff. There's a playoff. Yeah, really? the, like the final, like Manchester United won, but I don't think they they played a final versus Real Madrid. Oh, is that what it was? I think that's what. And then they we won the final. Everyone was like, "Oh, you're Manchester United is a, a thing," but um, like we we won that tournament, but I don't think it was based off of points. But also, I, I'm not totally sure. I because again. I'm I'm just not that involved with like the actual s- standings. But, my but I thought that we played a final against Real Madrid. Most, it could be, but the problem is, is like you know we don't even know that. So if, <laughs> right, right. That that could be a total point, total. That could be a total problem. Of right. Like, if the what? point is that we don't even know yeah. if it's a tournament or yeah. not, and we've been following, yeah. we've been to ICC <laughs> games. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, clearly there's an issue. So, um, but it's hard, right? Because they're in the middle of preseason. Can you make these teams just play harder? Like mm. not necessarily. Yeah. Again, yeah, it's it, it's hard because. Europe is looking at it as a way to just build up for their seasons. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, but the leagues they play in are more competitive. They're, they have a, a lot more money riding on it, a lot more um, historical, uh, can't think of the word, but there's a lot more that goes behind what, getting ready for those tournaments than just performing well here, right? Um, and and they, I remember one year, I think a couple years ago, the year Juventus first went to the finals of the Champions League. That year, I remember seeing them play a game in the ICC and I was like Jesus this team is fucking awful right so it just goes to show you like it's so dis- the, the quality of play is completely different when they're here and they're, these guys are just coming off holiday off of the drinking and all that so and they also yeah. don't even really do tactics you right. know what I mean they're just like hey go play right versus like if you're if let's in let, the example let's say you're Liverpool right and you have your next game against Chelsea Klopp's gonna look at it and go, all right. If we're playing, like, if this were in the Premier League, Klopp would be like, all right, guys, you got to make sure we're we're pressing high or you know, yeah. actual tactics. Versus here, they're just like, all right, we're in preseason. Yeah, let's Here's try this 11. guy out. Yeah, well, just go play. and to to go on with that even more, Louis, that's a great point because uh, um, Mourinho came out. We have a lot of these guys, Gomez and Chong, that have come and they're playing a lot of minutes here in preseason. And Mourinho, after one of the games, said, yeah. Um, this guy Chong, who's been pretty well, he probably will just practice with us, and but his future is probably just with the youth team for now, right? So it, it again, it's that there's no correlation between the minutes they're getting here. These guys, although they look good, they're not Premier League level, Champions League level guys. They, or these at least guys, not yet. right? Not yet. But if the if the manager's intention is to have this guy come here and kind of just preseason train, and then he's going back to the youth youth league to play, um, it goes to show like. 
they, there's not really much there, right? Like even if even if a lot of the players were here, um, at least for the younger guys, I'm sure. Yeah, the older guys probably have a little bit more proving to do. Absolutely. Like, but uh, for instance, Daniel Sturridge on Liverpool, like he's been doing pretty well this right. this cup, and yeah. like that has prompted him to almost get a second chance. Yeah. So that's just a yeah. It's it's aside. definitely more of a. Um, I like to think of it almost as I, I think. Uh, the the hard knock series on the NFL where you always follow this one guy's story who's trying to prove for himself that he can make the team um, and then sometimes some of the get some of them get cut some of them True. make the teams so I, I see the preseason as more of like showcasing your individual talents whereas like the team team unity doesn't really matter there it's kind of more of just a bonding experience and um, yeah it's showing like the like boss what you can do but it's like there's still a big chance that you're probably not going to do anything in the in the real season so yeah, it's almost like like a almost like somewhat of a preseason tryout slash right. bonding trip because right. like you see in their social media is like Liverpool was in New York City and like they were like driving bikes through the streets yeah. like like a, like a normal if you were and, having like they're like doing a, like excursions yeah, I saw like a picture if you of have Liverpool a cup, like you wouldn't you think that like yeah the excursions would happen but like maybe yeah. not to the degree of what they were doing but it's hard right because let's let's put this in a bigger perspective like is it will this will this ever actually mean anything because look at the um What's the the cup that is played at the end of the year when like the Champions League winners, the Libertadores winners, um, uh, the FIFA Club World FIFA Cup. Club World Cup? I would think that that tournament would mean a lot, but it doesn't. So True. in a tournament of that stature, where it's like all of the champions of the champions are now playing in a tournament together, that doesn't get that much love. Right. How do you then make the ICC have any type of meaningful um, value to to these guys when there's really nothing on the line? Well, preseason marketing, bro. For, for me, I think that there's nothing wrong with each team kind of coming and doing it laissez-faire from Europe, right? I think that the you're never gonna fix it. There's no there's no way you're ever gonna make the ICC into like a real legit like everyone's taking it seriously. I think one of the best ways to make it more competitive and make it more important, because like I said, I don't think there's ever going to be a point when everyone's just trying all out, right. especially from the European side. But the only way, in my opinion, to make it more relevant for everybody in the U.S. and not just the European soccer lovers is, like I said, have, the MLS should come together and be like, all right, well, let's take a break for a couple weeks and we'll participate in this tournament and allow our teams to play in the IC, in the actual ICC because then that'll start to bridge the gap between you know fans of this club and fans of this club yeah. and really just like it'll promote more of the love overall versus you know you have the one-off game of united playing san jose right yeah. and that was not a very good yeah. situation but you might have it that if like if the clubs get to take time off and they don't have to necessarily worry about the yeah. mls season for a couple weeks yeah. um that may in my opinion allow for more competitiveness do you think that that helps the image of the mls if they were to do something like that stop their season Midway to just to play a preseason pre tournament. Pre tournament with these teams. Well, yeah, that's one of the the double edged sword kind of aspects of it. It's like the seasons are just different. So like right. trying to. I and uh, this is just a, a genuine ground. question. Like, does it does it hurt the? Uh, and I I like to pose it in the uh, the idea that we always talk about of um, the U.S. is it has a lack of respect overseas. Kind of, it's just like the Yanks playing soccer. There's kind of a bad image overseas for for that. Do you think that that helps? Or hurts if if that let's say that if if a step like that were taken where the MLS kind of goes to a grinding halt just for this tournament where they get the chance to play against some of the bigger um, world teams does that actually help or hurt the image of American soccer? I feel like a lot of the people who are already MLS fans would say it would be detrimental to the league because it would be like 
wow, we're really going to stop our competition just to participate in a preseason tournament that they don't even care about. Yeah. But we're going to have to care about it. Yeah. Um, but some people might think, like, even if you guys don't take it super, super seriously, you it's not the end of the world to take a midseason break. You know, even even in the Premier League, they're taking they're going to go take right, a few weeks off yep. in, in February. Mm-hmm. And a lot of leagues around the uh, around the world do take a break in between in South in South uh in Central America, a lot of those uh, leagues run in two in two steps. They'll mm-hmm. run like the the first step, take like a month and a half, two month, three yep. month break, and then they'll play the second half of the season. Um, it's hard, man. Personally, I don't know. I think it'd be cool to see. Um, it would allow the only the way the way I, what I kind of think about is I think that maybe it would help. It would hurt the image a little bit at home, but it would. If the idea is to grow soccer as a whole mm-hmm. in the United States, mm-hmm. if that's the goal, mm-hmm. then I think that would be a good way yeah. of doing it. Yeah. But I do see what you're saying. They would take a little bit of a hit, right? Yeah. I think that some people would look at it and go, seriously, we're going to stop our, yeah. our league for two to three weeks just so we can participate in a preseason tournament that they don't even care about. And right. that's hard. Yeah. Um, so truthfully, I don't know. Yeah, I no, think, I think, I think the, that, that that definitely the the two perspectives for sure. Diehard fans would definitely take a negative, uh, put it like a negative look on it. But um, it would be good for new inco- incoming fans and growing just the sport in general. So my a hypothetical, right? We talked about this several, 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 several episodes back about the MLS adopting the FIFA calendar. Um, in a hypothetical world, if the MLS ran from August to uh, May, the way that you know the most european leagues run do you think that would change the icc where let's pretend that those summer months were preseason for these mls clubs and they were in a hypothetical to join the icc would that make it different well yeah for sure because i think then you have everyone is playing almost on an equal on, on an equal footing in terms of desire Right, because then you have a bunch of young guys. You sorry, you get the starters that are playing, but then you have a bunch of young guys, both foreign and domestic, that are trying to just prove their point, prove that they should be playing for whatever team that they're playing for. They 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 kind of know that um, both both sides have something kind of to gain and to lose, right? You if you're a European team losing to the second string MLS team doesn't look great. If you're an MLS team winning against this this whatever first string or second string European team does mean something because it is preseason, so it'll help you gain um, a spot on the roster. So yes, I, I do think that um, that would have that would definitely have a, a big effect on just the overall play. I agree, a hundred percent. I think that it would. Yeah, allow for more exposure to the kids that play in MLS and stuff just to, to finally be on the general same platform as some of the, the biggest stars in the world. Yeah. And it would also give, I think, give them a lot of hope too, to just be like, wow, like we're allowed to play in the same cup and like finally our seasons are the same. Yeah. So it would be, I think it would be a step in the right direction. Yeah. It would be tough for a lot of the diehard MLS fans to adopt a new calendar. Yeah. Um, and we've already kind of hit on those notes, right? Yeah. Uh, this, like I said, is very hypothetical because uh, adopting that, I think the biggest issue right now is the timing, is that these European clubs can only come in the summer and the MLS is in the middle of a season. Right. Um, so I, I do think that if, if it, there are plenty of other reasons why I think the MLS should adopt the FIFA calendar, which we can always talk about in another episode and we have hit upon it uh, before. Um, I think a lot of it does come down to timing. Um, but yeah. Yeah, um, I think we've hit on most of 
thing, the things we discussed in terms of SEC, good and bad. Um, keep I'll keep tuning in to a few games here and there. It won't be something I'm um, deeply following. The games to go to, if you can go to live, are very fun. Definitely Super do that. Um, it's we a were fun even toying with the idea of going to one of them, I remember. We were. Yeah. But then our Julys got really busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a fun mix to actually go live because you see kind of the, the – two different fan bases intermingling. It isn't kind of that hostility that you would normally see in, in a European game, which is fun. You kind of get to chit-chat with people of um, different backgrounds and different interests. So right. that's kind of cool, for like sure. If, if we had gone to the game that we wanted to go to, which is which would be this would be tomorrow, uh, United versus yeah. Liverpool. 5 or 5 p.m. <laughs> in Michigan. It would be really cool because it's like, it's a very laissez-faire affair. Yeah, if you, if you were to go to a game in in England, where yeah. Manchester United were playing Liverpool, it would we be... We would not be able to <laughs> sit together. No, we yeah. would not. And it would be hostiles left and right. right. Versus if we were to see it in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where, you know, we are just, you know, hanging out. We could all be buddies and talk right. to other Liverpudlians and just hang out. And Liverpudlians. And and <laughs> like yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a definitely a fun experience. And um, from that perspective, it kind of um, is really cool to experience if you if you have the chance and you're close to a, a stadium where they're playing definitely go try to check that out because yeah. tickets are definitely still for sale oh for sure yeah support your european club but don't forget to support your local guys too you know follow your mls team your usl team support local soccer like just yeah support your local podcast <laughs> <laughs> so that's it guys let us know what you guys think do you enjoy the icc do you enjoy watching the games how do you feel about foreign teams coming in and playing preseason games versus mls teams does it bother you do you not care do you just enjoy watching soccer uh, no matter what level reach out to us send us an email dm us anything any way you can find to contact us contact us we'll get back to you we love hearing your feedback and as always leave us that five-star review thank you for listening and we'll see you next week